Turn to uh, Joshua 24. That's where we'll be at here in just a minute. Uh, it's an exciting day. We've got uh, several people in the church here that are graduating, and we're going to uh, give some presentations for them and celebrate this accomplishment with them here in just a little bit. But there's a lot of, as we go along in life, the longer we go in life, we find out that there's all sorts of different life stages that we go into. And I remember... I remember being in the Great Falls Church building a little over 15 years ago and standing up there, and my bride-to-be was coming down the aisle. And I remember thinking, boy, life is going to change. It's, it's absolutely going to change. Um, and Sylvia and I have been married for a little over 15 years now. And I remember when our little one, our first little one was born, uh, Sarah came out. And Sarah, they called her colicky. And for the first six months of her life, she screamed. Have any of you had kids like that? Yeah. Okay, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And as soon as Sarah learned to crawl, life changed, and she was a whole lot different. She was a pretty happy kid after that. But I remember when Sarah came out, I'm thinking, boy, life is changed. I have just entered into a new phase of life, and things are going to be totally different from now on. And we have a lot of those different life stages and, and life changes. Uh, just to mention as well, our, our hearts and, and prayers go out to Doug Brown's family. Our, our prayers are with you, and we uh, continue that. And I'll talk about that more another time. Doug demonstrated uh, in, in the last days of his life, last months of his life, a tremendous courage that all of us can learn from. It's, uh, he and Marianne both, in amazing ways, demonstrated courage and just walking into that next life. And today we're going to talk about uh, the, uh, the graduates that are, uh, are going to be, in, the, in their own way, embarking in a different phase in life, and, uh, and need that same type of courage. Let's, uh, we're going to start in Scripture. We're going to go back there uh, to, to Joshua 24 to start with. And if you know the story of Israel, it's an amazing story that they were in captivity in Egypt for 450 years. Now just imagine that, what was happening 450 years ago today. There's, uh, we go back to way before the establishment of our nation, uh, this is before Lewis and Clark ever walked through this area. That's, that's a long time to, to think about as you as a people. Just put yourself in that situation. Everyone in your family has been in captivity of some sort for the last 450 years. And, and that's just what you know. The Egyptians that are around, that are the slave masters, they are the ones with the power. You, all you do is you make bricks or, or whatever else, other job that you've been given. That's all you do. And then this guy comes along one day named Moses and says, all right, God talked to me in a burning bush and it's time to go free. And this is what's going to happen. And you see in the next time period different plagues that this God that you've only heard about visits on the Egyptians and up to their firstborn dying. And all of a sudden you find yourself celebrating this Passover feast that we've talked about before. And you get up with the rest of Israel and you march out of Egypt and you come to a place where where the, the Red Sea is there and the Egyptian forces are marching up behind you and you're terrified because you think, wait a minute, this would have been so much better just to stay in Egypt and to stay a slave because this is scary. What's out there is scary. And God parts the Red Sea, allows you and your family and all the rest of your people to walk across the other side and takes care of you. And all this time, you end up going out and, and, uh, and wandering in the desert because it's, it's just so hard for, for you as a people to understand what it would take to go into Israel that you see all these, these people that are big there and it scares you. 
And, and you, uh, this land, even though God had promised you this land, you're too afraid to take, take it. And so you wander around in, in, um, in the desert there for a while, and God always provides. But the next generation comes along and goes in, and you see that is, they have the courage to take over this land that God has promised them. And throughout this, this tension, you see, in the last, in the, the generation that walked out of Egypt and the generation that's able to take possession of the land, there is a struggle with understanding what to do with this new freedom that we have. Because we, we understand that we're not slaves anymore, but we're not sure what we do with that from now on. And, and eventually what happens is the, as the, the Israelites take over this land of Canaan, we see that they're faced with uh, some choices. And Joshua brings them all together and says, all right, we're going to renew the covenant here, because remember what this is all about here. And look at verse 14. It says, Now fear the Lord and serve him with all faithfulness. And this is Joshua, their leader, that is addressing them all. Throw away the gods your ancestors worshipped beyond the Euphrates River and in Egypt and serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve whether the gods of your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you were living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And so here we see that Israel is, is given a renewal of their covenant. And they're given a choice. Say, so this is what you've got. Is you've got an opportunity to, with this freedom that you have, God wants to bless you and God wants to give you so much, but you've got this choice is you got a choice that you can serve the other gods. And he mentions we're beyond the Euphrates and the gods that, that they served, uh, or the, the, the land that they're now, in now. And these Israelites had that tendency. Uh, before they go into the land of, of Israel, they remember the story where they worship the golden calf. They, they wrestle with that freedom and what they're supposed to do with it, and they're afraid of a god that they can't see and a god that they can't touch an image of. And so Joshua reminds them, you've got a choice here. There's all sorts of gods out here that you can serve. You can serve any one of those, or you can serve the God that has brought you out of Egypt. And that's your choice that you have from this point on. Let's skip down to uh, verse uh, 16. It says, Then the people answered, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord and serve other gods. It was the Lord our God himself who brought us and our parents out of Egypt and the land of slavery and performed these great signs before our eyes. He protected us on our entire journey and among all the nations through which we traveled. And the Lord drove out before us all the nations, including the Amorites who lived in the land. We too will serve the Lord, for he is our God. And so this is what the people make a commitment to do here. They've learned from their mistakes, they've learned from their past, and said, no, we want to serve this God that is this God that is, that is able to deliver us, the one that we can't see, we're going to put our faith and our trust in him. And the next verse is here. If we skip down to verse 25, we see what happens here. It says, On that day Joshua made a covenant for the people, and there at Shechem he reaffirmed for them decrees and laws, and Joshua recorded these things in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there under the oak near the holy place of the Lord. See, he said to all the people, this stone will be a witness against us. It has heard all the words the Lord has said to us, and it will be a witness against you if you are untrue to your God. And so Joshua takes this stone that's there and sets it up and says, look, okay, here is a way that we can remember the promises that all of us are making today. 
We're making these promises that we're not going to serve the, the little gods that are all over the place, but we're going to serve the one true God that has delivered us, and we're going to put him first. And this rock right here is a witness, and we're always, whenever we pass by this place and whenever we come by, we're going to be able to look at that rock and say, yes, we made this commitment to serve the one true God, and we're going to, to stick with that, because that's the, that's the only God that delivers. That's the only God that saves. And what a, what a beautiful picture we have here of the Israelites making this commitment that they're going to serve this great God as they are uh, in this transition in life. I'm going to speak to the, the graduates just a second. Am I cutting in and out here? Okay, we're good. Okay, I'm going to talk to our graduates here. And you guys are, get to come forward and be introduced here in just a minute. But... You know, in some ways, I remember the T-shirt that Libby High School gave us when we graduated. And I'm not sure who designed it or where it came from, but it said something of the effect. And I don't remember. I don't have it anymore. But it says, uh, it has had a ball and chain on it, and it said the end of a 13-year pre- prison sentence or something like that. Congratulations, class of 1994. Now, to give you a little bit of background on that, there was um, the class that I, I grew up with was known as being a class that was out of control, and that was definitely the case. And so I think the teachers were like, "Get out of here! Just go! Just do something else." Was uh, was the the impression I got at that point in time? Uh, not a my high school years are not always easy because of because of that context. But I re- I remember thinking at that point in time. Yes, now is the time that I get to launch, that I get to, life begins now. I get to go off to school, I get to live on my own, I get to do all of these different things. And, wow, what an exciting time that is. And, and that, I, I appreciate that feeling and that tension, I remember that very well. Now, I remember thinking on some level that it was very much an escape from captivity, okay? Now, I've, I've come to believe later on that that was not necessarily the case, okay? I was, I was given a, a, a very good home to grow up in and a, a good context, good, a good, good school. I mean, there was a teachers that cared that, that, um, that prepared me for life and that. But I remember when graduation day came, that was the, the idea, was that freedom is here. Freedom is... From, from this point on, things are different in my life. That I am, I'm going to work a job this summer, but I'm launching from home, and I'm going to go away from home, and things are going to, to change from this point on, is, is how things are going to work. Can you guys that are graduating, can you relate to that to some extent? This is a change, isn't it? This is a change. This is, means big um, freedom is, is upon you. Something I, I have learned... And if you look, you see the sign out there that was put up this morning for, or this weekend for um, Memorial Day, was freedom is not free. Okay, freedom is not cheap. And you're jumping into another phase in life right now that's really exciting. And, uh, but, but understand you've got a choice, is that we end up serving one God or another in this life. And there's a whole lot of gods out there. There's the, the gods of, of me, that I'm going to do whatever I want, and I don't care what anybody has to say about it, and I'm just going to pursue that. There's the god of money that we can pursue. There's the god of, um, of, of entertainment. There's all sorts of gods that are out there that we can put our efforts into, and we can decide that we're going to serve those. 
And ultimately what happens, when we serve those other gods, gods with a little g, we end up right back in captivity again. And that's exactly what the Israelites learned over and over again, is that they would go along and, and read the book of Judges. You see this. They would go along and think, well, you know, there's this, this God that we serve that led us out of Egypt. Yeah, that's great. But, you know, this God over here allows me to have a lot more fun or allows me to indulge in the things that I just feel like I want to indulge in right now. And I think I'm going to pursue that God. And what would happen, the Israelites would, would walk into the worship of that other God and, and participating in those sacrifices. And they would find really quickly that that God with a little g was not all that he or she cracked up to be. And they would find themselves in spiritual slavery again with gods that could not remove sin, that could not provide joy, that could not provide crops, couldn't provide anything. And they would find themselves in all this heartache once again. And they would be uh, find themselves under oppression. And they would then cry out to God again and say, God, we have, in essence, lost our freedom again. And we want to regain this freedom. And we know that the only way we do that is by turning back to you and by worshiping and following you. And so understand, graduates, there's a whole lot of gods out there that you can serve. But the only God that is truly going to give you freedom that is going to, to, to free you from, uh, in life to, make the, to become who you really are designed to be and who God has really made you to be, is the God that we serve. And that's our prayer for all of you, is that when you graduate, that this is a launching pad for whatever is next, that you make decisions to say, God is first, no matter what, and I'm going to launch spiritually at this point in time as well. And this is the beginning of things to be much, much different for me in the future and to look more and more like God, more than I, I do now. And hopefully the, what we'll present you with here in just a little bit is a symbol. Just like Joshua set up that rock to be a symbol, to remember uh, the freedom that they had received in God, that hopefully these gifts that we'll give you are a symbol that you can look back in and, and remember the church family that you have here, that you'll always have here. That this church family that is, that is praying for you, that is encouraging you, that wants more than anything else for you to, to go deeper with God and to find that freedom and continue to find that freedom by serving Him. Now for all the rest of us, there's things that we can sure learn from this as well. Um, we think about, for all of us, uh, we find ourselves in captivity sometimes. When we pursue the sinful nature, when we pursue things that, that are not honorable to God, we find ourselves in that captivity. But God is always wanting to bring us out of that and bring us back into the freedom. And we do that through confession. We do that when we become Christians through, through repentance and, and, for, and, and baptism and it cleanses our sins and, and changes us in the sight of God. But ultimately what we have to do is we have to have this renewed commitment day in, day out, and make the choice whether we're going to serve gods with a little g that ultimately just lead us into captivity and slavery again. Or we serve gods that or the God that we serve that is great and powerful, that leads us far, far beyond uh, all of that and gives us the freedom that we desire and that we look for. I'm going to say a message, a message to the, the graduates here, and uh, the elders will do the same here in just a minute. We've got some that I'll, I'll, I'll walk down through here. And they're listed here on the, on the front of the bulletin. Uh, Sawyer, Sawyer's back there. 
Um, Sawyer, you know, Sawyer's got a, a tremendous amount of accomplishments. He just finished up at the, the state Class A track tournament, did well, I heard. Um, he went uh, undefeated this last year and uh, was able to uh, become a four, four-time state champion, is that right? Okay, and went undefeated this last year. What an accomplishment. There's very few people ever get to accomplish something like that. But you know, more importantly than all of that, something that all of us have seen in Sawyer, Sawyer's got a, a tremendous, um, just a kind spirit, and you, you relate to that and you see that. And, and Sawyer cares enough about his faith that you know, oftentimes he brings friends. You know, Shelby's here with us today. And that's just part of Sawyer's nature. Is he's got this desire to, to want to, um, um, to serve God in, in that way. Uh, Amber, okay, Amber's here. Amber's going to stand in front. Amber loves to stand in front, by the way. That's just her favorite thing. Um, Amber's got a, a shy spirit to her, but there's a tenacity and a strength in it that's, that's, uh, that's really amazing. I think one of the things that I've, I've been impressed with Amber here this last while is Amber has, had, has been really excited about track, has been really excited about running hurdles over the last couple of years. And this injury with her hip has prevented her from doing that. She ran just a couple of races last year and really wasn't able to do much this year. And I know that when, when we have things that we love so much, that we pursue and we put effort into so much, and something way beyond our control that we, we don't have anything to do with prevents us from pursuing that, that can really be a heartbreaker. That can be something that causes us to, to, to be frustrated, to, to lash out in anger in that. And I know that uh, I've had several conversations with Amber through this process, and Amber has said, in essence, I'm frustrated, I don't like this, but somehow God's going to use this. And I'm just going to go on, and I'm going to pursue, and I'm going to go ahead. And I think you've demonstrated a tremendous courage. And, and that type of thing, that, that quality of life is going to serve you very well going forward and uh, as you, you launch into the next, uh, next aspects of life or the next phase of life. Uh, Grady Lorenz, back here. Grady... Uh, is uh, one of the things that I, I notice about Grady whenever I talk with Grady is that Grady has uh, manners that are unfailingly kind. And he's, he's very personable when you talk with him. Now, I was just looking at his, um, uh, his graduation announcement here just a minute ago, and you can check it out. There's a quote from someone else who's quoting the Bible that says, If God is for you, who can be against you? And that's what he put on his graduation announcement. Shares something about where his faith is at. And Grady is also a state champion this year, right? The NS. Now, what's the NS's mascot? The Mustangs. NS Mustangs won the Class C football championship, and Grady was a center on that team. Uh, Austin, Austin Peterson. Austin has taken upon himself to make sure that the the population of wildlife in Park County is at proper levels. You know, <laughs> Austin is a uh, is, is a man. You know, every you know, every few times I see him, he's got a picture of something that animal he's taken, and and just you know what. A, talent and ability that he's cultivated in that. But Austin, again, had an injury during football earlier this year and, um, and could have responded in all sorts of different ways. But in the times that I've talked with Austin, I know that Austin has, 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 has just allowed God to lead in that. Um, and and that uh, shows some tremendous courage, and, and that's a, a great quality to go forward with um, into, into life and what's next. Uh, Jacqueline and Jalen... They're right up here sitting with Amber, a couple of Amber's friends that have been participating with us a lot here the last while. Our prayer for you is that you guys continue this walk of faith. 
and that you can continue to understand and, and know this God that wants to give you freedom, wants to give all of us freedom to, to live as he has created us to and not be bogged down by, by sin and, and the, the mistakes that, that shackle us in life, but to be, uh, to be free to run as God wants you to be. And uh, you have a church family here that's always here, that's, uh, that's willing to walk beside you through anything in life. Um, exciting day for our graduates. Uh, the elders are going to come on forward and do you want to, uh, afterwards, after, okay, I'll finish up here and then uh, uh, the elders will come forward and, and give this presentation. But graduates, our prayers are with you. For all the rest of us, remember that every phase we come to in life, it's important for us to remember that we can choose to serve the gods of the little g or that we can serve the God that will truly give us freedom. And that freedom is not free. It's not cheap. I guess we can say it that way. But when we come to God and we continually say, God, I'm yours day in, day out, and we continually recommit to him, we find that he really truly does give us freedom that people that don't have that can only dream of. And that's a great blessing that we can have as, as being people of God. If you'd like to become a Christian or you'd like prayers to the church, you're welcome to come forward and let's stand and sing together. We shall assemble on the mountain. We shall assemble at the throne. With humble hearts into His presence, we bring an offering of song, glory and honor and dominion unto the Lamb, unto the Fred Nelson has our closing prayer. Let us go to 